Hello and welcome to TF Extra, the in-betweeny pods which are sandwiched between the talking flutes hosted by Claire Southworth. Following some lovely feedback, and by the way, we are delighted that you're enjoying listening to these, we are making a small change to the weekly uploads. As you've told us that you want to hear more of Claire, and not have to wait for a long period between seasons, we are moving away from the season format, and Claire's Talking Flute podcasts will now be every other Monday, and subsequently, are we filling in the gaps with these mad and offbeat TF Extra pods? With some fantastic podcasts coming up from Claire, you'll now not have to wait. So there still will be weekly podcast uploads, so don't worry. However, it will rotate now between Talking Flutes and TF Extra. This is why we always value comment and feedback, and thanks a lot. You've also sent in over the last three weeks some fantastic questions and subject matter for future pods, and I'm going to send these over to Claire. Sorry, Claire, but you're going to be busy with these. So, with no more ado... I'm joined today from New York by the wonderful and lovely guy that is Giovanni Perez. Giovanni, <laughs> good morning! Ooh, hello, good morning, good morning. Now, uh, we're doing this interview via um, FaceTime, and the funny thing is, I can actually see Giovanni, and he's eating his breakfast. <laughs> yes, I had a wonderful... Um pancake with cream cheese and then and then a marmalade of blueberries and strawberries and to top it some really really healthy uh whipped cream <laughs> <laughs> only in new york giovanni only only, in only new york. York. yes so how's it going uh, it's doing well i'm excited to be finishing my second year of dma um it's been a it's been a rough year um i can't believe it's almost over i can't wait for it to be over <laughs> uh, after that, one more year, and I'll be done. I'll be a doctor, a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Gio. Dr. Gio. Dr. Gio. Yeah, Dr. G. Dr. G, yeah. That's the D period. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you, so you've got recital next week, and then what have you got planned coming up? Or are you going to well, start? Are you going to try and complete all those projects you keep talking about? <laughs> well, wow! If Daniela hears this, okay. <laughs> um, I have a lecture recital uh, Monday, and then my recital on Tuesday. After that, you know, after that, and a lot of wine. I <laughs> I don't know. I might start recording some stuff that I want to do um, for myself. Uh, some other stuff for TJ, some videos, uh, arrangements that I have. And yes, I need to do some other arrangements for my friends uh, in the other side of the pond. Uh, and yeah, I mean, try to do exercise and lose all this weight that I've been gaining by sitting around just doing nothing and reading. Um, well, it doesn't help having a breakfast like that, does it? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, you know, you you try to to behave and watch your sugar intake, but no, um, there's no way. So, have you set yourself a target date of being good, or are you uh, just gonna are you just well, go for it? Well, um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. You know, I always like start and last like a few days of being a good geo, but um, you know, we gotta take care of ourselves. Are you like me, you have to choose a. a, a a date that is 
that is important? In other words, the first of the month, or can you start on any day? Um, oh, any day, any day, because I need to start now. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you don't. Right, Giovanni, how did the story and love affair for music start with you? Wow. Okay. Um, you see, my dad is a piano player, right? And my older brother, I'm, uh, we are three in my home, and I'm the middle child. Uh, well, not child anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the middle kid. Uh, the, my older brother plays the saxophone, and my younger one used to play the trumpet, and now he's a really accomplished DJ. Um, so, you know, uh, in my home, it was a musical family, and my mom used to sing and also play a little bit of drums in church. Um, at seven years old, I started playing the bongo and singing at church. And it wasn't until I was 14 years old that I uh, was given my first flute. Um, Sorry, you can go back uh, again. 14? 14. Yeah, I started oh, really wow. late. Yeah, I wish I would have started like, you know, a lot of people, eight, nine, ten, whatever, but I started at 14. Um, I don't know. I think it was actually a, a good a good time because I already, you know, had like the singing experience and, and the whole playing percussion. So I think that I was already developed to learn a little bit faster mm -hmm. might maybe and yeah and you know a lot of people don't know this but um before studying music i was actually gonna study medicine or culinary arts because i like to cook oh that's good <laughs> that, that's very <laughs> wide now i'll let you into a little secret as well is before i deviated off in my career i wanted to be a doctor too Oh, interesting. Yes, it wasn't until my last semester uh, when we started applying to universities that I I just fell in love with the with this tube, uh, and the way it made me feel and the way that you know people expressed that they felt whenever I played the flute that I I, th I thought it was something special, and I said I want to do this. So you know when I broke up the notice uh, of the news and in my home they were like no. <laughs> why why <laughs> so that was always fun um and here i am a poor musician rather than a rich uh, yeah. doctor exactly <laughs> <laughs> geo you grew up on you grew up in puerto rico which has a really rich vein of music thrown through its core how different did you find it when you moved to the u.s well <laughs> Well, that's that's always fun to describe. Um, you know, for starters, in Puerto Rico, we're really loud. Um, usually, um, if we're going to call someone, we call it from house to house. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> whatever, you know, like, uh, I have this here, whatever. <laughs> so it, it's always like that. People are always, like, screaming, and it's, it's just normal, you know. Um, I had to learn not to... <laughs> Yell at people here. It's like, hey! When I say, hey! People are like, looking at me like, what's the matter with this guy? Um, so I was like, okay, let me just walk to him or text him. And, hey! <laughs> Whisper. Uh, so that, that was a, a fun thing to get used to. Also, um, we have a lot of facial expressions. And this one is a true story. Whenever we want to point at something and we want to be discreet, it's like, hey, we point with our, with our lips, like, hey. Is so that what whatever. you do? Is that what you do when you're with, yeah. with Jose? 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and the thing is, I didn't know that that was only a thing from 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 the Latin dudes. And uh, and whenever I was, was speaking to any girl or persons in in Tampa, I was like, hey, and they thought I was throwing a kiss at them. <laughs> So I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that you should kiss me. I'm just saying to look that way. <laughs> Anyways, uh, musical-wise, um, it's also quite different. Um, because in Puerto Rico, as, as you know, it's a really, uh, I don't want to say happy, uh, because it's, you know, people say it's a really happy place. But it, it's more that everybody's always playing something. Everybody has an instrument. Even if they're not a musician, they have a guido, they have something. And just to get together and, and sing or whatever, or music is always present. Um, here, everything is is more discreet in that aspect, and you know, it it was just um, it was just different. Do you uh, find do you find the US more sterile when it comes to sort of community based music, whereas in Puerto Rico, everybody just gets together or they're playing, or you can walk past their house and you hear something. Do you, is there a very a different culture? Um, yeah, I mean, where it seems like kind of similar, if, if you go to a disco, kind of, you see other people like jumping and blah, blah, blah. Um, that's usually how it is, but with salsa in Puerto Rico, in almost any place, like any place that has some music is good. And you'll see a bunch of people just there and they'll be singing and, and having fun and dancing. It's just, it's just the way we are. Um, even if the things are not going well or whatever it's just a that's that's our escape music is our escape yeah in other words you're living for the moment rather than for the future aren't you exactly so i mean i've known you for a long time and how many strings do you have to your bow i mean you're a flute player you're a brilliant flute player and anybody on social media will know you're a beautiful flute player you're a composer you're an arranger you're a producer you like coffee you like wine you like beer you like pancakes well, pancakes yeah. first thing in the morning with blueberries yeah. and yeah. everything else on it. Any more sort of any anything else you'd like to add to your your list? Uh, res- <laughs> resume. Well, as I said before, um, the only person that has tried that you know my food, <laughs> the food that I make is Jose Valentino. Like I remember the first time we met in Miami, um, he said it. Uh, you know, it was already ten a.m. I was like, "Hey, dude." You know, are you gonna make some breakfast? He said, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure." And then <laughs> he turned the frying pan in high, and then burned burned a, a, a frozen hamburger. He burned it, burned it. It was like, dude, this is miserable. So of course, you know, I I I made breakfast that day, and he was like, "Oh wow, you can cook." But anyways, you know, I I can I like to cook whatever um, from breakfast, lunch, any meats, any dish. Um, it's like a passion because I like to eat, and you know, if you are right, kind of picky with your food, might as well mm-hmm. learn how to do it well, um, and do it yourself. So yeah, I also like to cook. That's the quickest way to a woman's heart, isn't it? Being able to cook. Oh, I mean, it's it's a good combination. I mean, you have music, you have food, and you top it with some wine or champagne bubbles, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> Ever the romantic. I, yeah. I take it you've watched uh, the Netflix uh, Chef's Table. Ah, oh, Chef! No, I haven't. Oh, it is wonderful. The Chef's Table. Oh. It is absolutely stunning. The music, the videography is wonderful. I'll, I'll put that in my list because I also, uh, as a hobby, I like to watch a lot of series. Um, 
And yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. So in your experience, how do you think the world sees the flute? In other words, outside the classical genre, people that aren't necessarily into that type of music, do they think that flute players are very serious? Uh, man, everywhere you go, and you say, oh, you play the flute? Oh, okay, like uh, hammering flute. Or they usually just think that the flute is meant to be played in an orchestra, uh, if they know what an orchestra is. <laughs> <laughs> which a lot of people that haven't even heard an orchestra live and that's a reality but most of the, of the things is they they think it's just a whistle you know it's something simple they don't know how cool a flute can be and i mean and you know we have to be thankful for people like uh uh greg patillo that made the flute cool again with with his videos i don't know maybe billions or millions mm. of views a lot of people got to know and hear and see, well, oh, wow, you can do that with a flute. That's so cool. Because before that, people didn't know. And even though that there are a lot of videos like that um, in media, people don't know that the flute can be cool. So I'm pretty sure um, that, you know, for the opinion outside is that the flute is, is yes, uh, you know, a classical instrument. It's like, well, okay, so what else? <laughs> but what you also bring is you bring fun to it. And that, that's, we've shown at the NFAs, you bring fun. That, that's the idea. And, you know, that's the best compliment I could ever get. Um, I remember I, I played it this last week. We had a concert, um, two concerts, Tuesday and Friday. And the Friday was with the Big Ben. And after the concert, uh, a few teachers came to the back and said, I just love watching you play. It's just so much fun watching you play. Just watching me, not even hearing. They say just watching. It's like, that's the idea. Uh, because music um, is meant to be enjoyed. And when people see that the musician is actually enjoying it, they enjoy it with you. So, so yeah, it's all about fun. It's because you, you add movement to it. It's because you're not exactly. static. And, that, and I think you focus on that. And then you, you very much give back to the audience. If the audience are giving to you, you give back. And you move yeah. and you create this sort of rapport. And that's so, yeah. that so unusual when you look at classical flute players. Well, because, you know, we're thought like, keep your back straight, chest <laughs> open, hands, two hands like this. And from your, your lips go down like, you know, like all way. Yeah. I, I love his style, by the way. <laughs> do it like this, like a sad face, a blow. And the move, you know, um, that's usually what we're thought. And that causes a lot of stress. And I believe and I really think that the audience is like, oh, man, this piece is so hard because look at the way he's like, eh, playing. Eh. Um, so it's not a course that we're going to move in every single piece and every single um, style that we're playing. But just, you know, enjoy it. Might as well enjoy it. Yeah. And obviously in the, some of the Latin music, I mean, you play contemporary as well as classical, as well as Baroque and as well as jazz. You mm -hmm. sort of cover the whole gamut. But when you do Latin, it gives you freedom to actually get those hips going. And that, yeah. And I can't do it. I can't move those hips. Is, yeah, it, some, is it something you guys are born with? <laughs> well, you know, in, in my country, I, I'm not a dancer. It's funny because when you come to the United States or anywhere <laughs> else, it's like, oh, you can dance. Like, yeah, I feel like a dancer only here. Uh, but uh, in Puerto Rico, it's like, you know... Um, it's a part of the cultural thing that we all grow up grew up with, 
And I think that the way people enjoy it, if they're not um, uh, familiar with this culture, so they just jump around and they look, you know, <laughs> they look funny doing it, but they're having fun. And it's, it's, a, it's a way of celebration. So any way that they can celebrate, even though if it's not dancing the way it's supposed to be, and it's acceptable, at least for me. And it brings us full circle in that if you put some movement in with the music and you create a rapport with the audience, you can make them smile, you can look them in the eyes, there is enjoyment. Yes, yes. That's the, that's the mission, that's the goal. That should be the goal. In your young years, I'm sure you've built up a bank of knowledge and wisdom. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thing is, I've known you too long. Um, and, yeah. and, <laughs> what words of advice would you have to any aspiring flute player? Well, first of all, you have to play TJ flutes. No, just <laughs> no, no, they play any flute that is good for them. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, um, for the, thanks for the shout out though yeah yeah of course you know uh, well um, I've had I've been asked this question a lot and what I can think of is stay true to what you love um, sometimes for example uh, also last week after finishing a concert um, I had a group of students that were performing as well uh, under my direction and the bass player has just finished this semester his degree in philosophy with applied in mathematics you know just a brain dude and he plays bass he's really talented and he will say hey Gio you know what um, after doing this degree I learned that I want to play music I don't want to do this I want to just mix the music with with the bass playing with with the philosophy but I want music to be a part of it a part of my life and it's, it's good. I feel happy and, you know, I get uh, excited about it because um, he had the the, the confidence uh, of telling that to me and, and staying true to what he really loved and not not um, lie to himself, saying, no, I want to do this because, you know, I could get a job, I could get money, blah, 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 blah. Um, he put his heart first, and I think that's the best um Thing for happiness like that I could suggest to any student because if you do something that you really really are passionate about it will never be work it will never be like oh man I have to do this today no it will always be enjoyable and, and I think that's part of a, something that can be successful um, so yes just stay true to what you really love and, and make it work what wonderful advice <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm lost for words, yeah, yeah. strangely. <laughs> You've played with lots yeah. of really good players and obviously listened to loads. And this is a very unfair question, but I'm going to throw it anyway. <laughs> Who are your favorite players? Well, uh, since I like the two realms, I, I'm going to mention a few of the classical dudes that I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course we had to start with with the star of this this generation, Fahud, that mm-hmm. I got the opportunity to listen to him in February, and I was mind blown. Period. Period. Yeah, the best, absolutely. the best, best performance I've heard in my life. Um, and to that degree, I wish I would have heard uh, Sir James Galway um, at some point in my life. Um, but uh, you know, at least from his recording, he's definitely there in my favorites. Um, as well as the Maserati 
or the formula <laughs> or the name or the, the Nicolo Paganini of this time. Uh, Dennis, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just incredible to see him do all this acrobatics and flutes that only he can do. Um, so in the classical world, um, I can say that those are like my three. Of course, I listen to a lot of people, but those are like the three that I will always listen to. Um, and from the jazz world, um, I had like a, re, a few names that have been inspiration not only for me, but for a lot of people. I know that also for Jose too, and for a lot of the young generations like Nestor Torres, mm-hmm. uh, Dave Valentin, and Hubert Laws. Um, those the big, the like, big three, the big three. Yeah, as I, I'm gonna narrow it down. Yeah, to three classical and three and uh, three jazz, and those are like the, like you said, the the big three. Um, so yeah, those has been my inspirations. And because you cross all the different genres, do you have a favorite piece? Oh wow, favorite piece! You know, for some reason, I always keep going to Ian Clark's piece. Just because I like the reaction on the people uh, whenever I play, like at the Zoom Tube or Train Race, uh, they kind of like equal uh, to me. Uh, but um, wow, if I had a piece uh, between those two, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say two two pieces, okay. Um, just because they show the other face of the flutes uh, the people don't know and and it's it's just fun. Is they're they're super fun to play. Cool, cool. That's a bit of a strange thing for me to say. I've never said that before. Cool. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you go, brother. What what do you <laughs> what do you say over your side? Is it dope or something? Uh, oh, dope. Yeah, dope. Oh, uh, oh, legit. <laughs> legit. <laughs> no, no, I can't. That just doesn't no. sound right coming from me. <laughs> right. A, cu- <laughs> a couple of quick fire questions for you. Mm. Wine or beer? Uh, wine. Uh, if I were to show you the boxes that I have here um, <laughs> that I order of wine, I usually I, I'm hooked with this site called Naked Wines uh, from California, and usually you order them in a batch of eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. So depending on what part you have this semester, you order more boxes. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, uh, <laughs> that's it's a reality right now. I still have like six bottles left, and don't, don't get the wrong impression. Not an alcoholic. Um, it usually, yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and quite, it's, it's quite a strange one. And the only reason I'm asking this is somebody asked me uh, on Instagram the other day. But what is your favorite note on the flute? It's a strange one. Oh, okay. You know, for some reason. Um, I would, well, I've had that. I have talked about every note has like a specific characteristic. Yeah. And and for some notes, I don't know why you tend like, for example, for F sharp, it's like, F sharp, right? Is it like you, have, you tilt your head a little bit to the right? It's like, F sharp. <laughs> so to me, I like to be natural. For some reason, it's, it's like a suspended note, right? It's like you go go back. I don't know. You talking? Like you talking feeling. third octave? Are you? Yeah, it's oh. after, or, or 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 even the the second after as well. It's just it has this quality to it that it's like it can soar. It's a soaring note. 
Don't listen to me. I'm crazy. I know, but <laughs> you know, no, nobody has ever said being the third octave that I'm aware of is their favourite note. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. As, as I said, and I've, I've maintained throughout this uh, this interview, I've known you for quite a long time now, and you always seem to be smiling, and you're so laid back as a as a way of life. What's the secret? Oh. The laid back thing, uh, I guess I was born with it uh, in Puerto Rican and culturally, you know, we're like, yeah, it's okay. We'll just do it tomorrow. It's, it's, it's good and bad because whenever you have to, <laughs> you need things to get done, uh, you can't be Puerto Rican, period. You just can't. <laughs> you can't be. Uh, uh, in terms of, of being um, stressed out, I think this is a really good tool. And just the smiling part, uh, I don't know. Uh, I just heard from a really, really, really wise man told me once, like, don't take yourself too seriously. <laughs> and smile. And it's like, you know, I like that. So, uh, for example, yesterday, uh, my drummer for my recital uh, next week canceled. He said, hey, I can't do your recital because I have a gig that day. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> I like, grief. I was like, what? And, you know, I was like, okay, then, you know, uh, he has to, you know, he make to make his bread. And it's like, well, let's, let's laugh. And, you know, um, try to, to take the opposite of what normal people will get, uh, the feeling. And yeah, just, just smile. I don't know. Just, just look at the, at the good things in life. I don't like to be surrounded by people that are always finding negativity and everything. Because there's always two sides you can see, like the positive things or the bad things. And I always like to hang around people that uh, think of the positive things. Because the negative is really easy to point out. But the, the positive things, is, I think, is harder. And it's, it's nice when you're with a positive person. Positivity is always contagious, isn't it? Amen. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's why I like talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you always bring out the young in me, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank, thanks for joining me today, Giovanni. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you for pleasure. having me. I look for, I very much look forward to seeing you again soon at the NFA. We're gonna have a blast, yes. aren't we? We're gonna have a lot of coffee, a lot of pictures, a lot of videos. Uh, the food playing. We're going to have lots of that. We're also going to be doing some live podcasts, which is going to be interesting. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I can't wait for that. And um, if people come along, they have to come in and introduce themselves to us anyway, because that's going to be fun. It's always a good time, oh. isn't it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. You know, uh, I always say this, and I say this really genuinely, uh, being a part of this family is, is a blessing. It's, it's always a fun times, and it's it's, it's the best thing that could ever happen. So, well, yeah. we we appreciate all musicians, and we more, more more than that, we appreciate you guys just for the love and the laugh that you bring us. Because going back to the original point, it's all about enjoyment. If you can't enjoy playing the flute, if you can't enjoy studying the flute, then really you should be looking at doing something else. And this, what you guys bring, and everybody in the family bring, is smiles, and they don't take themselves too seriously. So, yeah, NFA, bring it on. Exactly. Let's, let's, <laughs> I'll see you around in, in a few months. Yeah, Giovanni Paris, thank you. Oh, thank you, JP, and I'll see you around, all right? Take care, my friend. And now it is time for Joke of the Week.
London. Hello, London. Do you have a joke for me, Graham? Yeah, I've got a nice little one here. What do a viola and a lawsuit have in common? I don't know, Graham. What does a viola and a lawsuit have in common? Everybody's really relieved. And the case is closed. (laughs) 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 Oh, I am sorry. These jokes get worse every week. I do apologise. Anyway, thank you to Giovanni Perez for joining me and to you for taking the time out of your schedule to download the podcast. Next week, Claire and Talking Flutes will be answering some of the questions that have been sent in. So thank you once again for joining me and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Goodbye. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are a Trevor James Flute podcast production. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.